Stay with us for the next hour as we present Nosh Hollis, sponsored by the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress, British Columbia Provincial Council, and hosted by Paulette Macquarie and Eugene Lupinus. Hey, Zabala, rock and roll, Dorana, we 
curiously appropriate song to get underway this evening. Hezababa Vesesero, and I'm sure they're partying there these days. Brate Hajukine, a very well-known band these days uh, out of the city of Lviv. Dobry večer vam sim, šanovni radiosluhači, ta vitajemo vas vsih na ukrinsko radioperodaču Naš Holos, kotra podajeci vam sjodnji večerom tak, jak i koštno vizirka z bahatomovni radiostanciji CJVB v misti Vancouveri, Pre mikrofoni Bohdan Zajcev, dobri večer vam vsim, djakuju še do nas za hostele sjodnji. Razum zimnoju v naših radiostudijah je, svečajno, je Pavljina Makori. Pavljina, dobri večer. Dobri večer. I je takož Jevhen Lupinis. Jevhen, dobri večer. Dobri večer. Well, what an absolutely amazing week it's been. Very amazing. Uh, I think everybody probably spent the last seven days glued to their television sets watching the developments in the... Uh, Soviet Union in general and in Ukraine in particular, and uh, I never thought that uh, we would be able to sit here at some point in time and share the news with our listeners that as of the weekend, uh, Ukraine declared its independence. Well, Bogdan, I think that's something that none of us thought we'd ever see in our lifetime, let alone being able to talk about on the radio today. Absolutely amazing events, and things change so quickly. It's, I think, worthwhile to remind our listeners at this point in time that our program is taped 24 hours in advance to its time of broadcast. And as such, the news gets a little bit dated. With things <laughs> changing so quickly, it's very frustrating. You know, we'll be giving you news tonight, but who knows what the news will be tomorrow, actually. So. Well, that's a nice change, actually, in a way, isn't it? <laughs> Let it slow down for a while. <laughs> Let's keep track of what's happening. Well, we have a great show lined up for you tonight. Yevhen Pavlina, what's coming up? In our news package this evening, we'll bring you up to date on the most recent developments in Ukraine and the Soviet Union. And coming up in the second half of Nasholos, a conversation with former Red Army conscript Viktor Kalechko, a poet, translator, and a journalist now residing in the Lower Mainland, joins us in the studio to discuss the events of the last seven days in Ukraine and the Soviet Union. And throughout tonight's program, we'll bring you items of interest to the Ukrainian community in the Lower Mainland, as well as plenty of great Ukrainian music, such as our next musical selection coming up um, by Husli, and it's called Susidka. Thank you. 
cover based ensemble Zemovatra Yanda. It's a folk trio comprised of Ruta Yani, Donna Duchak, and Sonia Tokar Wheelhouse, and their their beautiful piece Podalski Rushnachok. У фірмі United Buy and Sell можна набути ті самі меблі, які продаються в інших крамницях, але за половину їхніх цін. Так, це правда. Заощадіть аж до половини ціни. Якщо ви рішите купити меблі де-інде, ви рішаєте виплачувати більше. Купуйте у фірмі United Buy and Sell. United Buy and Sell. Mosaic is now recruiting candidates for office training programs for immigrant women and men who are receiving UIC benefits. Candidates must have previous office experience in Canada or in their home country and have at least an intermediate level of English. Typing ability is required. Training provides computer skills, ACPAC, Lotus, WordPerfect, business English, professional development, and job search skills. Apply at Mosaic's employment programs Second floor, 1522 Commercial Drive between 9 and 4 weekdays. No phone calls, please. Let's listen now to the beautiful music of Roman Ritachka and Idea Vidmene.
подаємо найновіші вістки з українського життя. Ukraine's parliament declared independence from the Soviet Union on Saturday, subject to confirmation by a referendum on December 1st. Ukraine is the biggest of the Soviet republics after Russia. The parliament passed a resolution to declare Ukraine an independent democratic state from the moment of proclamation. On Ukrainian territory, only Ukrainian laws and constitution are valid. The resolution moved in response to Monday's abortive coup in, Mo- in Moscow, specified that a referendum is to be held on December 1st to confirm the act of independence. The declaration, subject to confirmation by an increasingly nationalistic 50 million population, puts the future of the entire Soviet Union in question. Six out of the 15 republics have already announced their intention to leave the Soviet Union. Among them, the three Baltic republics of Lithuania, Latvia and Estonia have declared full independence. But none of these tiny republics even approach Ukraine, the breadbasket of the Soviet Union, in economic power and significance. In Ukraine's parliament, the independence declaration was supported by 346 out of fewer than 400 deputies present. In view of the deadly threat posed to our country on the night of August 18th and the 19th, and expressing a thousand-year-old tradition of statehood, the Supreme Soviet solemnly proclaimed the independence of Ukraine. Ukrainian President Leonid Kravchuk, a communist who has embraced nationalism over the last year, announced Saturday that he was resigning from the Soviet Communist Party's Central Committee and Politburo, its ruling bodies. In Edmonton, members of the local Ukrainian community cracked open champagne on Saturday to toast Ukraine's declaration of independence. 
Amid the jubilation, local leaders made it clear that they haven't forgotten the Mulroney's government readiness to consider recognizing the junta of the temporary toppled Soviet President Mihail Gorbachev last week. The government of Canada and external affairs minister Barbara McDougall in particular acted shamefully in this whole affair. McDougall laid out the conditions under which Canada would recognize the junta, even as Soviets rallied last Tuesday behind Russian President Boris Yeltsin. Although she expressed sympathy for Yeltsin's position, McDougall said it was up to the Soviets to decide which voices they want to hear. David Marples, an associate professor of Soviet history at the University of Alberta, said Prime Minister Brian Mulroney should use the 100th anniversary of Ukrainian settlement in Canada to announce Canada's diplomatic recognition of Ukraine. Mulroney is set to visit Edmonton this week to take part in an anniversary celebration. With or without Canada's support for Ukraine and other Soviet republics, Marples predicted the Soviet Union is going to disappear. The Ukrainian-Canadian Congress is urging the Canadian government to recognize Ukraine's independence. In a letter to Prime Minister Brian Mulroney dated Sunday, August 25, UCC National President Dr. Dmytro Sapilnik writes, Dear Prime Minister, Ukraine's declaration of full independence on Saturday, August 24, amid the disintegration of the central power in Moscow, clearly puts Canada in the position to uphold its long-held views in favor of the democratic principles of self-determination of nations by formally recognizing the independence of Ukraine. Ukraine, with a population of over 52 million, has an extensive infrastructure of human, agricultural, mineral, industrial, and educational resources. Its area of 603,700 square kilometers is slightly larger than that of France. Heralded by international business leaders as the world's seventh largest economy, Ukraine, of all the republics in the now-defunct Soviet Union, has the greatest potential capability to exist as an independent economic unit. The National Executive of the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress urges the Prime Minister to react with moral and diplomatic consistency to the historic events in the Ukrainian capital of Kiev by extending Canada's recognition of Ukraine's independence. This would send a strong message to that part of the world of Canada's commitment to free democratic expression and choice. Subsequently, this Canadian diplomatic action will fulfill the long-held dream of a free and independent Ukraine for the one million strong Ukrainian-Canadian community. The Ukrainian-Canadian Congress, a national organization representing Canadians of Ukrainian descent, has consistently upheld the two underlying principles of its organization by recognizing and respecting the unique identity of all national cultural groups and their legitimate right to self-determination. Consequently, Ukraine's declaration of independence underscores the UCC's strong belief that the Ukrainian people have the right to determine their own destiny. As part of the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress's campaign to gain Canada's recognition of Ukraine's declaration of independence, Ukrainian-Canadians held an afternoon vigil in front of the Soviet Embassy in Ottawa on Monday, August 26. During the afternoon, the vigil shifted from the Soviet Embassy to Parliament Hill to bring a clear message to the Canadian government that the time for formal recognition of the independence of Ukraine is now. The Ukrainian-Canadian campaign urges Canada to give diplomatic recognition to Ukraine in response to Ukraine's declaration of independence on Saturday, August 24, 1991. 
Second, to support the process of the devolution of the USSR from a unitary centralized state into independent sovereign states who will then forge a new relationship through bi bilateral and multi multilateral agreements among themselves. And thirdly, to negotiate direct bilateral agreements with Ukraine, allowing for the establishment of diplomatic and trade missions in Ukraine and Canada. Fourth and final, to support the resumption of the CSCE Conference on the Human, Dim Human Dimension in Moscow and Ukraine's bid to become a full member of the conference. In related developments, Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev yesterday vowed to lead the post-communist USSR into a new era of democracy and human rights. He promised new national elections, reform of the KGB and military, as well as elimination of all obstacles on the road to a market economy and land and currency reform. In other developments Sunday, the chairman of the national parliament, Anatoly Lukyanov, formally resigned, although he vigorously denied allegations he had been a prime organizer of the coup. Yeltsin had announced Friday that Lukyanov had been removed from office. The business manager of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, Nikolai Kruchina, committed suicide. Gorbachev also said yesterday he would soon open discussions with the republics that have declared independence. But he faced new challenges to his crumbling national authority as the increasingly restive republics vowed they would not wait for Kremlin approval or negotiations to secede or to strengthen their sovereignty. Six republics have now declared outright independence. Uzbekistan and Central Asia announced yesterday it was joining two others, Moldova and Armenia, in moving toward an early declaration of independence. That means only six of the existing 15 republics remain committed to staying within the USSR. And even then, they are imposing new conditions. The government of Kazakhstan, the second largest republic after Russia and Ukraine, said it was taking new measures to strengthen its sovereignty. It did, however, appear willing to remain inside a reformed USSR, temporarily at least. Russian President Boris Yeltsin, meanwhile, was consolidating his hold over Gorbachev's national government. Development swept along at a dizzying pace in the aftermath of a failed coup last week by communist hardliners and Gorbachev's stunning decision yesterday to end almost 74 years of iron-fisted party rule. Meanwhile, the Soviet Union teetered in a precarious state of dual power on Sunday as Boris Yeltsin gradually wrestled or wrested state authority from a weakened Mikhail Gorbachev over the ruins of a once omnipotent communist party. Everything is working in Yeltsin's favor now. He has by far the better chances, said Yuri Blokhin, a right-wing deputy and longtime bitter opponent of the Russian president. Horbachev smashed the foundations of the Soviet power structure Saturday night, confiscating the property of the Communist Party, which created the Soviet Union and ruled it for 70 years. This dispelled any last illusion that it might return to its old course following last week's failed coup. The announcement of the suicide of Marshal Surhi Akromiev, one of Horbachev's closest confidants, highlighted the scale of the Soviet president's betrayal and the disarray in the armed forces. Soviet speaker Anatoly Lukyanov, formerly the second-ranking official of the Soviet hierarchy, said today he was resigning after being accused of complicity in last week's abortive coup. He told reporters before an extraordinary session of the Soviet parliament that he had submitted his resignation, but he rejected the charges. Lukyanov, a longtime ally and university colleague of President Mikhail Gorbachev, 
said he had sent a letter to the Soviet leader Wednesday submitting his resignation. Several generals and supporters of the coup have been fired along with the chief of land forces, Valentin Verionokov. Control over the armed forces as a whole remains a point of contention between Gorbachev and Yeltsin. During the coup attempt, Yeltsin declared himself in charge of all Soviet troops on Russian territory. Gorbachev has now been restored as supreme commander. But Yeltsin is insisting on close consultation over future appointments and wants his own men in the defense ministry apparatus. The Soviet Union's new defense minister told Soviet television Sunday that the country's military command will be replaced en masse following the failed coup. 80% of the command will be renewed. People will be younger than their predecessors. Я вчора бачив наркомана, він йшов по вулиці кудись. Сьогодні я таке побачив. Його вони кудись вели.
Вони у Ванкувері і також у місті Львові. Самотні наркомани – це є назва цього сучасного твора виконання львівського музики Андрія Миколайчука. You're listening to the Ukrainian radio program Nash Holos on CJVB Radio, 1470 AM, 103.3 Cable FM. This program is brought to you by the British Columbia Provincial Council of the Ukrainian Canadian Congress. Ви слухаєте українську радіопередачу «Наш Голос», що вам подається на багатомовній радіостації CJVB у місті Ванкувері. Нашу програму Шоня спонсорує Провінціальна Рада Конгресу Українців в Канаді на Бритишку Колумбію. А далі виступає Бард Михайло Хрицик, виконуючи сучасний твір під назвою «Братерство». Капітаном веде черниця і не віда ні сном, ні духом, що у спокій заб'ють нержавіючий твяг, співаки завербовані рухом. Що у спокій заб'ють нержавіючий цвях, Співаки завербовані рухом. Ла-ра-рей, умбі-рум-бі-рум-дей, ла-рум-дей, Умбі-рум-бі-рум-дей, ла-рум-дей, Умбі-рум-бі-рум-дей, ла-ра-рей. Спів провістив про нові, Часи не вколисує, вже колискова, молоді голоси, буковинські ліси, рух свободи доносять зі Львова, молоді голоси, буковинські ліси, дух свободи доносять. Зільгова пісня, то наші разючі думки, 
вас потыча, умови разуче, ми разом на віки, а оті патики не здолають братерство співуче. Ми разом на віки, а оті патики не здолають братерство співуче. Many lights in your home are left on for long periods of time. They're the ones you should consider replacing with compact fluorescent lighting. When compared to conventional bulbs, PowerSmart compact fluorescents last up to 10 times longer and use only a quarter of the electricity. They come in a variety of shapes and sizes and give a warm and natural light. They're perfect for almost every room. And now, for a limited time, BC Hydro is offering rebates for $15 off on permanently wired-in-place fluorescent fixtures. Look for rebate coupons wherever fluorescents are sold. Last week, we reported in the news that there had been a coup d'etat in the Soviet Union and that fears were rampant that a return to the Brezhnev Stalinist past was imminent. The turn of events which saw the coup crumble and communism dissolved would seem to put these fears to rest. News reports available to us to pass on to you, our listeners, have been mainly centered on Moscow and the Baltics with very little information and even less analysis of how the momentous events in Moscow will affect Ukraine, the second largest republic. With us in our studio this evening is a man who is a former Red Army conscript, knows all too well the problems facing a nation seeking to rid itself of a corrupt, totalitarian oppressor. Also a poet, translator and journalist who recently fled that oppression, Viktor Kolechko joins us this evening to share his thoughts and help shed some light on the Ukrainian side of these historic events. Thank you for joining us, Victor. I'm glad to be here. Victor, before we get into the political picture, I'd just like to get an idea of what the people are experiencing right now. I understand you recently spoke with your mother in Kiev. It was a hard time to get to Kiev. The connection was not very good in these days. Uh, all the uh, connection with Moscow was uh, successful in, well, with the diplomatic representations in Moscow and uh, with correspondents working there, but connection with Ukraine was almost or next to impossible. And I recently spoke to my mother. She was uh, really surprised by the news. I was just actually uh, was seen live uh, broadcasting from Moscow. They were unaware of, uh, of the events in Moscow and. Uh, Everything was relatively calm uh, in Ukraine, so nobody actually knew anything about and what, uh, historic events, actually. What day was this? Last week? Is it Thursday? Uh, yes, it was, on, was last Thursday. Okay. Um, was there any indication of, of um, the main concern of, of the people? They knew something was up, right? Uh, certainly, people were quite uh, irritated by all goings on, but it's a tradition of uh, communist regime, and um, we just we, we now we really understand that until now it was not a part-time democracy or something close to democracy, and known everywhere as perestroika. 
the information sources were cut from uh, from Ukrainian um, uh, mass media and uh, from other republics. So people really had rumors and, and heard things on uh, central TV because the announcement uh, about new government went through and it really worried all uh, democratic forces in Ukraine. Worried how? Well, it's, it's well, it's um, they were rather scared. It was not simply a worry because everybody in the U.S. understands that uh, perhaps this semi-democracy announced uh, six years ago by Gorbachev was uh, even virtually the last chance for the USSR to and for the old nations, the USSR to to save themselves from the corruption of dictatorial power of communism. Uh, so, well, people were really scared that uh, they are returning to to the times of Brezhnevism or even worse, to Stalinism. What about now? That's apparently not going to happen with um, the, the communism now being banned, as we heard on the news over the weekend. Um, what's what's going to happen, do you think? I mean, for example, since the Communist Party is banned in Russia, is it safe to assume that's going to happen in Ukraine? Uh, well, Ukrainians have to acknowledge the fact in Canada and everywhere else that uh, they bear responsibility for being inert politically, and the political structure of Ukraine was almost unchanged all the way through the uh, perestroika period, and uh, the situation was virtually unknown in Ukraine, so there were no democratic changes. What about Kravchuk? Uh, Kravchuk, the, uh, the recent resignation of Kravchuk, uh, doesn't prove anything to me, so we, I think like everybody should be quite very careful about the events, uh, and it's too early to make definite conclusions because no one knows what's going to happen. The country has a very strong power of their own communists, and they have a very strong power of communist and KGB establishment, the military establishment of the territory of Ukraine. Uh, the only thing it remains to hope that now. The balance of power is in favor of democracy, mm. not in favor of communism. But uh, the Ukraine, and together with all other republics, or even well, let's make it this way separately from other republics, will still face very, um, uh, very hard period in its history. Do you think there is going to be any kind of anarchy, possibly? Uh, well, by the time of the coup, so anarchy was there. And it was almost ungovernable country, the USSR itself. Mm -hmm. And the coup was only the proof that the, uh, well, I would say, metaphorical, metaphorically cancerous Soviet society is is developing some sort of um, terminal disease. And uh, in this state, uh, there are lots of examples in history, actually. In this state, the country couldn't proceed any longer. And it was in absolute chaotic state, economically, financially, politically. Um, it's, it's very hard to understand, actually, for, for people who are not in the USSR or in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. What was, was going there? What was there just eight months ago? Um, I'm, I'm wondering about this conflict between the democratic forces and the communists. There's um, division of assets. I mean, is there, uh, there's bound to be a tug, a tug of war there, a real struggle. The most, uh, well, yes, I do, like everybody in Canada. 
I follow uh, local media and I'm really surprised but that everybody's really elated about this facelift, I would call it, like resignation of hardline communists. Mm -hmm. These people who stem from establishment, they spend 15, 17 years and their philosophy is the same actually. Mm -hmm. If they throw away actually the criminals, the criminals responsible for sufferings of the nation, if they throw away their communist uh, um, uh, membership that doesn't mean they change the country uh, altogether. They still occupy the important positions because they know very well that no one will allow no one will allow them to occupy the same position positions with party membership cards. All they did, they threw it away. So but the mentality is there, and the, the struggle will be quite long. What about the the? Um, agreement between Yeltsin and Gorbachev that they signed um, where one will replace the other in case uh, um, something happened to the other. Um, in this, say something did happen where something happened to Gorbachev and Yeltsin stepped into that position. Do you think that's a, that's a viable possibility that Yeltsin will take over where Gorbachev left off and try and keep Ukraine or do you think that they're going to maybe try and let it go? It's very hard to answer these questions. Unfortunately, unfortunately, throughout the Soviet history, uh, we haven't seen a major Soviet politician who was in favor of Ukrainian cause. Even even Ivashka and Shurbitsky, they were known as the right or left hand of Gorbachev or former communist rulers, uh, but they were not very supportive of the national cause. Yeltsin is known as a person who supported was supportive of national cause in Russia, first mm -hmm. of all. And uh, it's, it's very hard to to say what 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 is happening right now there. Actually, the return of Gorbachev is quite detrimental to his political career, and uh, it's obvious that he's not expecting any normal uh, political future. The situation seems pretty grim, but um, doesn't this cloud maybe have some? The silver lining, do you think there's any any hope for the future? Uh, first, first of all, finally, and uh, I'm really happy about that, uh, uh, the world powers understood that uh, part-time democracy or society based on semi-communism is as dangerous as all previous societies, and you cannot combine the democratic forces and the reactionary forces in the same government. So, and, for, and secondly, the communism as the system, as the major antagonistic power of the 20th century, will be banned from political activities all over the world. And it's uh, perhaps the, the happiest event of the last week. Although, as as I said, the uh, situation in Ukraine and in all other republics is quite uncertain. The only thing is that it's very good that people support it. Uh, democratic forces and they rebelled against communist establishment. How can people in foreign countries and and Canadians in particular, what can what can we do to help as a community as individuals? What, what do you think is the best thing to do? Uh, the best thing to do is certainly to establish some sort of uh, information agencies throughout Canada, knowing the power and influence of Ukraine and Canadian community, especially. So that Ukrainians would be properly informed and not um, disinformed about events in Ukraine, as it was uh, a couple of days ago. Perhaps like uh, people working with CBC, so so uninformed about the events in mm -hmm. Ukraine and in in the USSR. Even speaking about Ukrainian independence, they advertised against the map of Ukraine, Ukrainian communist flag, 
knowing very well yeah. that Ukrainian national flag is yellow and blue, yes. which was quite ridiculous. At the same time, Ukrainian, uh, Russian and uh, Estonian declarations, when they are discussed and when you have logo or the picture in the back background, so you see national flags of these republics. Right. So then rather than concentrating on, on sending money and so forth, we should, we'd be better off trying to get some information, get our people here informed as well as as getting information to uh, people in Ukraine? So as it is quoted uh, in many agencies in the West and in many newspapers, so uh, substantial finances from the West were uh, poured into the red hole yeah. with the help in the, in the USSR. The same happened happened in many cases which with, with the sort of Chernobyl relief effort uh -huh. and many other things. First of all, we must be very well informed. We don't know anything about division of power in Ukraine. We know everything about division of power in USSR. We know that there was coup on one side and the supporters of headliners and democratic forces. Right. Can any Ukrainian here now say, I know leftist and rightist in Ukrainian modern government and Ukrainian modern parliament, so nobody knows whom to support, first of all. So it's not that easy to tell at this point. It's very important to find out who yeah. is on the democratic side. Because, like, the country is separated by barricades. We must know who is on the left side and who is on the right side in order not uh, to know whom to support. Otherwise, we'll, people will be providing help, assistance, technological assistance to the people who actually have present nation still. And this reaction of forces in Ukraine are still there. So we must know, and must be, uh, people in the West must be absolutely sure um, uh, who represents Ukrainian nation? I mean, free-thinking Ukrainian nation, nation striving for independence from from the other side, from can, Ukraine. Can we tell right now who's who? No, it's very far. Information was very hazy from Canada and uh, on U.S. and Canadian television about events in Ukraine. So, so hold our money and and get that information. I think it going. is uh, yeah. the uh, the prominent leaders of Ukrainian community should go to Ukraine, which mm -hmm. is quite easy to do. Mm -hmm. to find out, to see with their own eyes, instead of being fed with bias, as it was, I have to admit that before, mm -hmm. within three, five, six years of democratic changes, because even um, conflicts were in Ukraine community, I heard about that, uh, about, well, what groups and what factions to support. Mm -hmm. It's better to go and see, because now the nation can tell who is the ruler and who is the defendant and advocate of democratic forces. It's quite obvious, especially these days. Right. Well, we all hope this uncertain situation resolves itself to the benefit of Ukraine and that our attempts to that end are not in vain. Thank you for sharing your information and your thoughts this evening, Victor. Uh, I don't know. I was quite informative on that. Well, uh, but I was happy to be here and inform you about the situation Good. from my perspective. Thank you very much. Thank you.
Oh 
Причина на мебли Дена Гутински. У фирме United Buy and Sell можно набути ті самі меблі, які продаються в інших крамницях, але за половину їхніх цін. Так, це правда. Заощадіть аж до половини ціни. Якщо ви решите купити меблі де інде, ви решаєте виплачувати більше. Купуйте у фирме United Buy and Sell. United Buy and Sell. И на том, мне кажется, что это уже пора. Кому дорогу, тому час. Finish things up this evening. The late great Al Cherney with a medley of Arkan, Hopak and Kolomeka.
You've been listening to Nash Hollis on CJBB Radio, brought to you by the British Columbia Provincial Council of the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress. Please feel free to drop us a line here at CJBB Radio, 814 Richard Street, Vancouver, B.C., B6B3A7. Your comments are always welcome. Please join us again next Tuesday at 7 p.m. for Nash Holos, 1470 AM, 103.3 Cable FM. I'm Pavlina McQuarrie, and on behalf of myself, Yohan Lupinis, and Bohdan Zaitsev, thank you for joining us, and Dobranich. Next week at 7 p.m. for Nosh Hollis with host Eugene Lupentis and Paulette McQuarrie, brought to you by the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress, British Columbia Provincial Council. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.